Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you, folks? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, this week's episode is a doozy. You might tell by the title of this week's show, uh, we've got quite an interesting conversation to bring your way as part of this week's topic of the week. Uh, but we have a lot of news and stuff to get through as well. It's been quite a busy time. Uh, but hi, right, okay. Before we get into any of that, let's get our introductions out of the road, shall we? Well, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here talking about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland Bagpipe and its people. And like every other show, let's give it a good plug, shall we? Yes, if you want to help support us, you can head over to Patreon and click on support. And yeah, you can help support our wee show and keep, well, enabling us to do what we do, I guess. Uh, But yeah... There's quite a wealth of extra material over there on Patreon, and we'll chat about that later on in the show. Uh, but yeah, there's yeah, there's some extras that you're going to want to get your mitts on, for sure. Um, so, oh, actually, speaking of Patreon, let's talk about last night's Fuse FM Balamoney radio show, shall we? Yeah, last night on Fuse, uh, we were available here in FM, of course, FM radio on, well... All across Balamoney and the surrounding area, I guess. Uh, So, yeah, for those folks, they were able to tune in and catch us live last night on Fuse. However, there was a technical problem at the station last night where the online portion wasn't working. The online live stream from the station wasn't going out for some reason. Uh, There was a problem with the servers or something and with, with the station and the TuneIn radio app not talking to each other, and I didn't fully understand it, but our tech guys at Fuse were running around frantically trying to sort it out last night, but unfortunately they weren't able to get it up on online for our show. So, as a result, Rab Show did not go out via the internet last night. So, yeah, we were very aware that a lot of people tune in to us internationally on Fuse, and unfortunately a good number of our audience managed to miss the show. But um, I have to say, we still had a great show last night. It was good fun. And uh, yeah, if you are curious about what we do over there, there is a load of catch-up episodes. I think there's like uh, two or three years worth of catch-ups now at this point. Uh, So what we decided to do is, uh, because we normally upload it to Patreon each week uh, for our Patreon faithful to enjoy, well, this time around we thought, well, because the online portion didn't work at all, then we have to give people an opportunity to hear it. So... Yeah, we've uploaded it to Patreon, but we've made it free. Um, So we've dropped the paywall on it, so it's open for everyone. So if you haven't checked this out on Patreon before, then please do, because there's a free episode right now. You can go and click on it. Um, There's a free episode from last night. Uh, So, yeah, you can go and catch up on last night's Fuse FM show. It's two hours worth of bagpiping goodness, and uh, it's something we do for our Patreon uh, faithful every week. You know, uh, so if they do happen to miss us live, then they can go and download it and listen to it anytime. Uh, so, yeah, this week's is free. So if you do want to go and check that out and what we were up to on Fuse FM last night, 
head over there now and go and click on the download. It's completely free. Go ahead and enjoy it. There you go. Who doesn't love free stuff? And hey, if you do like what you hear, then do consider possibly clicking on support because then every week then you'll get another episode. That's the thing. <laughs> right, but that plus you'll also get tons of live performances, exclusive interviews, early looks and uh, episodes of Rab Show Plus. <clears throat> Yeah, we'll chat about that in a second or two later on in the pod. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> there's quite a lot over there on Patreon. I know we're talking about it quite a bit now in the pod. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give those guys on Patreon a shout out because, yeah, they're, they are absolutely awesome. Thank you. All right, let's move on. Okay, with each and every show, we always do open up our listener mail for comments, queries, and questions. And that email address has never changed. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Everybody sing together. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Yeah, I'm sure you have it all memorized by now. Okay, right. Well, we did get some emails in uh, talking about future episodes of the podcast that we're working on. So there's a lot of admin behind the scenes. Uh, As I say, we're working on a couple of big special episodes that are coming up now in the next few weeks. Um... I'm not going to completely spoil it, but uh, let's say there's a serious amount of work going on. The Rab Show team are definitely making the wheels turn right now. So hopefully within the next two weeks, uh, we should have quite a special episode of the podcast to bring to you. Um, that'll definitely be worthy of sharing uh, to all of your pipe band friends out there. For, even if they're not your pipe band friends, just share it anyway. But that's to come in a few weeks. And uh, I know that sounds very cryptic, uh, but... Yeah, I just don't want to spoil the surprise, I guess. It's quite a huge episode that's been months in the making, and it's now finally coming together. Anyway, that's what's been in our listener mail this week. We've also got an email here from Alison King. He says, Hi there, Rab. I was wondering if you might be able to include this in a future podcast. For context, I have been assigned as the media officer uh, from the role of the city of Rotorua, Highland Pipe Band. Yes, I know you guys, yeah. And we had a committee meeting last week where this was discussed. Ooh, well, that sounds quite serious. Okay, right. Um, So he says, "Are Are you a piper or drummer? Keen to experience a summer down under? Well, the city of Rotorua Highland Pipe Band is seeking new members for the 2023-24 competition season. We are a talented grade 4A band in the central North Island of New Zealand. Yes, I know you guys well. Uh, We've mentioned your name quite a number of times, actually, on the show. So, right, moving on. Uh, New Zealand has a working holiday visa scheme, which enables young people the opportunity to live and work. We'd love to welcome pipers and drummers from overseas to our city, but... We're also open to others already in New Zealand who don't have a band close to them. Rotaora is known for its uh, geysers and Maori culture, as well as its world-class mountain bike trails. We are close to beaches and mountains. There you go. That doesn't sound like a very drab and dull, and it's actually lashing with rain right now here in Northern Ireland, so this is very tempting. Anyway, (laughs) it says, if you're interested, then please email the Rotaora Pipe Band at gmail.com. There you are. And of course, if anyone listening right now is interested in taking up that challenge, uh, yeah, then you can contact us here in the Big Rab Show. And so that came from Alison King. Thank you, Alison. There you go. And she also does include a line as to how they pronounce the, the band's name. So hopefully I've pronounced it correctly, although it's famously something that I always get wrong. So apologies, Alison, if I have got that incorrect. Uh, but there you go. Uh, City of Rotorua Pipe Band. 
that's an interesting opportunity right there. And I didn't know about the visas that were available for New Zealand. Uh, so that's interesting. So it's called a holiday visa scheme. And it does enable young folk to yeah travel there to New Zealand to live and to work. That's fantastic stuff. Great opportunity there. So there you go. And if you are interested, you can either contact uh, the city of Rotorua Pipe Band themselves direct through that email address or through their socials or even on us here on The Big Rab Show, indeed. Now, we did get a couple of messages in in asking about tuition. Uh, There's been a few questions in recent days, and I don't know what kind of drove this, uh, but a few people have been been in contact with the show now, asking if we can put them in contact with various piping tutors, or even drumming tutors, for that matter, as well. Now, that's both here in the UK, but also in the United States. Now, we've done our best to try and help each person as they've contacted us and try and point them in what would be our recommendations of where you can go and seek tuition. Now, this is both for online and in person. Um, So if this is something that you guys would love to discuss a little further and you would like further information on where you can go and get tuition from, you know, from bare bone basics, lifting the chanter from the first time to some of the most advanced Peabrook stuff, then I would urge you to kind of stay tuned for now because this week's topic of the week details quite an interesting program and we'll get into all of that in the topic. Um, I know we promote the Piper's Dojo quite a lot here on the show, but it's for good reason. Uh, We do believe in their online uh, capabilities, I guess. And yeah, you can get some world-class tuition just with having an internet connection. Uh, So that's great for pipers. They also have various different drumming things as well. Uh, But yeah, we are aware of quite a number of drummers out there who do have tuition programs available and you can avail of all of those and we can can send you the details. So if that does sound like something that you guys would be more interested in, we could certainly do a more focused show on that and telling you what services are out there and the benefits of each. Yeah, but this week we're definitely going to be talking about one of them, uh, which comes from the Pipers Dojo, indeed. All right. So you can email us in if you do have any further questions about tuition and what's available, what's out there, and what we would recommend, you can email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Okay, right. Well, that's listener mail. If you, like I say, any questions, send them in to us. All right. Uh, so, yeah, you guessed it. It's that time of the week. It's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Maintenance. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is maintenance. And it's been suggested by uh, one of our Patreon faithful, actually, over there on Discord. So, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, so, yeah, this week's Word of the Week is maintenance. Because, of course, we've just finished with the mid-season break as it's affectionately called and i do know a lot of players out there that have took that two-week break to concentrate on their maintenance in fact i know a good number of pipers actually that have absolutely rehemped everything and in some cases even changed reads i do know a lot of bands actually as well uh, that have yeah been handed new chanters by their pipe major now i'm not going to name names here Yeah, some of them will probably listen into the pod right now and nodding their head going, yep, and I got handed an absolute 2x4 and this thing just will not go at all. Uh, So, (laughs) oh, the struggles of a new read. I know it well now at this point. Uh, But yeah, 
maintenance. It's vitally important that you know you do take some time during the middle of the season, whenever that may be, to concentrate on maintenance, especially even for drummers as well. I do know a lot of drum corps, especially in the top flight, that during that mid-season break would break down every drum, every element of it, take all the lugs off, the hoops off, that's it, and then the heads go in the bin, uh, sometimes the snares go as well, and then you, everything gets greased down, polished up, and oh yeah, new heads on, new snares, the whole nine yards, everything gets tuned back up again, and it's absolutely singing. Well, at least that's the hope, anyway. It's been my experience sometimes that during this mid-season break, and you do your maintenance, and you don't actually manage to get that sound that you had at the start of the season in some cases, and it can be a bit of a stressful time. So, anyway, what I'm saying, this week's word of the week is maintenance. Please make sure that you've done some maintenance over this mid-season break, and... Yeah, maybe check the hemp and, you know, and check the joints and everything. Make sure the reeds are firmly in the seats there. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, just have a little check over. Maybe have a look at your moisture system and see if it needs dried out or something. Or, yeah, for you drummers out there, maybe check over your sticks and are any of them cracked or anything or showing a little signs of chipping or weakness. Perhaps a new set of sticks might be in order. Or for you tenor drummers out there, you might need new laces or something put on there. Yeah. Anyway, maintenance. It's vitally important for every part of the pipe band and even for drum majors too, believe it or not. Yeah. So do keep that in mind as we're about to head out of this mid-season break and back into the latter half of the season where things are definitely about to ramp up and get very serious. So we're looking forward to that. We'll chat about that in a minute or two. (laughs) Yeah. So this week's word of the week is maintenance. There you go. Just a friendly reminder from us here in the Rab Show. Okay, well, from Word of the Week, let's get into one of our favourite features. Of course, it's time for Weekly Drone. It's the Weekly Drone. Why, why, why? Grade 5, what even is that? Rab, I was listening to your show this week, and you were talking about the festivals and gatherings in the U.S., over the 15th and 16th of July, where over 600 pipers and drummers would attend across grades 5 to 2. What is grade 5, and why do they only have it in the U.S.? And why don't they have grades A and B like we do in the U.K.? Surely, in any association, the best bands at a contest or festival should be grade 1, and so on, down the pecking order. Take football, soccer, for example. The teams who play in the top flight of the German league may be better than the top flight of the Indian league, but that doesn't mean that the Indian league shouldn't have a top tier, does it? It's a bit like having a fun run, but telling the winner they can't be first if they aren't an elite athlete. Why, why, why? Weekly Droner, Droner, Droner. Um, that's an interesting question. Now, there's many different answers to this. Um, the, first of all, Grade 5 in the United States is Grade 4B here in the UK. It's just a, a numbering thing, I guess. But where we're talking about Grade 5, Grade 4, Grade 3, it all goes on musical standard of the band in that grade. They are set a grade which hopefully is on a par with what the music board here in the UK 
set for bands that are competing here. So a band in Grade 4B here uh, can definitely travel across to the US and compete in Grade 5 and vice versa. So it's to make sure that bands are on a par with each other, that they're graded appropriately, and it's based on musical standard. Now, as to why it's called Grade 5 and not Grade 4B, not sure. It's just a number, I guess. It's a way of differentiating between them. Now, as for the question about Grade 3 and why there isn't a 3A and 3B in the United States, I believe this is down to sheer numbers. The Grade 3 grade in the United States isn't as big as what the Grade 3 bracket would be here in the UK. We've had to split Grade 3 between A and B due to the sheer volume of bands that are at that standard. Now, there has been arguments in the past about possibly splitting Grade 2 into Grade 2A and 2B, and the same with Grade 1. There's been that conversation on the podcast before. I do remember tackling this as a topic of the week. Do we need a Grade 1A and a Grade 1B? Don't know, but I think it's literally down to numbers. If you have, for example, 50 bands sitting there at Grade 2, then that might be an argument then for possibly splitting that grade just simply due to a numbers game. Or you get a qualifying round, which is what we're going to chat about, of course, as we get into all the news and updates. Um, But yeah, that's my understanding. Bands are graded based on their musical standard. Now, you made the comparison there with soccer, with football, right? And whenever I'm explaining the bagpiping world to people, I very often make that comparison. I always say, well, let's say that grade one is like the Premier League, all right? And then grade two is like the first division, grade three is like the second division, and so on. Yeah, and you can win in your particular league. So you can place first place in the Irish Premiership, but that's not the same as first place in the UK Premiership. And yeah, and then you get access to the Champions League and all of the UEFA Cup and all these different things, depending on the standard of players, the standard of the team, and the, you know where they've managed to reach. Now that's not to say that your band can't hit the field and compete, and uh, yeah, still win outright and be champions on the day. You'll just be champions of your particular bracket, and I think that's how it's best explained. Musical standard is key here. And the numbering of it all is thats just a number, I guess. But it does kind of put you in a bracket where you can be competitive. Whereas if we were to throw everybody into one big grade, into one big arena, and say, right, go for it. <laughs> Something like the Thunderdome in Mad Max. <laughs> 50 bands enter, one band leaves. That'd be some crack. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, they had to have a grading system that worked on a global level, not just a local level. Uh, So yeah, whenever we're talking about numbering conventions and is grade five similar to 4B here in the UK? Yes, that's the idea. That's the plan. And whenever we read out grading announcements and stuff, we see a number of bands that have been competing in the US at various different grades, and we do know that the music board from both the United States branch and from here and headquarters in the UK, they do talk, and they talk about musical standards, and they say, right, well, this band has entered to play at such and such a competition. Uh, What grade are they? And, yeah, the branch talks, the headquarters talks, and all of that, and then, yeah, they finally reach on an agreement, I guess. Uh, But these bands normally are already pre-graded, 
to sort of save all of that from happening. So that that's, I don't know. Does that make any sort of sense? <laughs> am I rambling now completely? Probably am. And I'll probably this is stuff that Rob got dropped. Probably. Uh, but yeah, that's my understanding of it. That you can absolutely be a world champion in your particular bracket. You can be, you know, the winner of, you know, the first division. And then you get promoted into the premiership. You know, and that's how it works. <laughs> I think that's how the pipe band competitive world works. The more you win, the higher your standard. The further up the pecking order you go. That's how bands get promoted. Yeah, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, so I hope I've managed to answer that weekly drone uh, somewhat. Hmm. Anyway, there you go. I hope that makes some sort of logical sense. Probably not. But if not, then you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Is this something that I've got terribly wrong? Probably is. Uh, but I have tried to explain the grading system to my non-piping friends. And yeah, I, I, that soccer system does seem to work. Yeah, whenever you're considering it, you know, based on standard and international standards as well. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it for Weekly Drone. If you do want to send in your own Weekly Drone, by the way, you can do completely anonymously. You can go to our website, thebigrabshow.com. There's a big button right at the top of the webpage. And, uh, yeah, you can click on that. Let us know your story, warts and all, and we'll bring it here to the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll do our best to try and answer you. Last week's Weekly Drone, actually, is still drawing quite a lot of attention. Uh, where we, talking, we were talking about piping notation and why don't we play it as it's written. And that conversation's still going. Uh, yeah, we're, we've been debating that with quite a number of people, actually, uh, to, who listened to last week's show. So that still had a bit of an impact. I think we're going to have, yeah, full topic of the week on that one. So thank you to that weekly droner, whoever you are. Uh, yeah, that's been an interesting conversation there. So if you do have any other interesting ones, let us have them. We'd love to hear them. Alrighty. Right. <sighs> let's get a little bit of a break right now. <laughs> yeah, let's get in to watch the crack. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration, proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection. The Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab and take advantage of our 30-day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big rab for a 30-day free trial. What's the crack this week? Rob, what's the crack this week? Hi Rob, what's the crack this week? 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 
Rob, what's the crack this week? Hey Rob, what's the crack this week? Well, the crack is the draw for the worlds took place just as I pressed upload last week. So we have to talk about that. Plus we've got a draw for North Berwick as well. That's exciting. We've got some news about an upcoming competition uh, from Belfast Tradfest. The draw's taking place and we'll chat about who's playing at it. We also have to have a yarn about Maxville. Yeah, the Glengarry Highland Games are coming up. We'll chat about that. We got news as well of a brand new interesting format that was uh, trialled in South Africa uh, called the Open Format Contest. I have to talk about that. Aye. Basically, there was a load of stuff that happened uh, from last week's podcast to this. So we'll have to do our best to try and catch up here. So let's just get right into all the news and updates, will we? McLennan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan instrument maker Roddy McLennan from Euston, Scotland. Proud supplier of bagpipes, small pipes and chanters to Ali the Piper. One-of-a-kind instruments, crafted from the finest materials, using traditional skills for more than 30 years. Attention to detail and dedication to the highest standards of quality guarantee you a bagpipe which is more than just a musical instrument, but also a work of art. Custom made for you in a variety of wood with the widest range of profiles in the industry. Repair, restoration, replacement, refurbishment services also available. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McLennan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Okay, let's get into all the news and updates. And I'm going to start with a news story here from Belfast Tradfest, first of all, because I feel that this one's possibly the most easy to get through. <laughs> There's a piping competition that's coming up in the well, in Belfast. It's part of Belfast Tradfest. And, yeah, it's going to be in the Deer's Head pub in the upstairs at the, on the 23rd of July. So not too far from now. Uh, we now finally have a draw for this competition. So competing on this, uh, we have Chris Coyle, Reese Doherty, Ashley McMichael, Alistair Donaghy and Alan Glenholms. Yeah, there you go. So that's all taking place on Sunday 23rd. Tickets are a fiver and definitely going to be worth the price of admission right there. So, yeah, it's going to be some real good piping on offer. So, yeah, go along and support Belfast Tradfest. There's a wealth of other gigs all across the festival. Um, there's one that's really piqued my attention, of course, is the Elephant Sessions. Oh, my word. Yep, the Elephant Sessions, and I think Mike Vass as well is also playing as well. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a blistering gig. So, I'm not going to give you a hashtag list of everything that's on its Belfast Tradfest. Um, if you're a fan at all of any trad music or piping at all, then, uh, yeah, you're going to want to check out the details for Belfast Tradfest. There's a wealth of great music being played. Uh, but, yeah, I just wanted to pique your attention to this one, the upcoming Highland Piping Competition that will be held on the 23rd there in the Deer's Head. Good stuff. For more information, go to BelfastTraditionalMusic.com and uh, for tickets as well, where you can go and purchase them. There you are. All right, let's move on. Let's talk. <laughs> There's so much other news. I just don't know where to start first. I want to talk about this open format competition, all right, or the OFC as it's being called. This was an experiment that seems to have been going quite well. Now, this was an open format, which means that, you know, a band can rock up and play basically whatever they felt 
they could and present themselves in the best way musically and, yeah, they would crown a champion. Now, this was thanks to the South African Pipe Band Association and at a recent uh, competition um, in Johannesburg, I think the, the second time they tried this was in uh, Pretora. Pretora? Yeah, probably absolutely pronouncing that incorrectly. But there was a, a full article published on this on pipesdrums.com uh, where they did talk to the president of the association and why uh, this came about and you know why they took the gamble to try this. Now, what makes it interesting is that the band, they start in original formation, first of all. They then march in under a giant inflatable archway and then they form up in a concert formation facing a table packed with judges to include your drumming judge, your ensemble, two piping judges, etc. And so the band would form up, they would march on in formation, then get onto the stage and in a C-shape kind of thing, all right? And then they wait until they get the big nod from the ensemble judge and then... Woof, away they go. Now, I have yet to see any video footage from this, and I've been absolutely fascinated. Now, apparently, not only did the bands compete in this new OFC grade, but they also competed in the standard grades, like medley, MSR. So it was your regular pipe band competition, but this OFC part of it was kind of added on as an additional extra, uh, because they faced the audience as well as faced the judges sitting at a big table. It kind of looked like the X Factor in a way, or it's one of those talent shows, you know, where you had the judges sitting at a big red table and you were expecting one of them to hit a big gold buzzer or something going, mm, that would be fun. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it, I am absolutely fascinated with the music that they were going to play here. Now, apparently, uh, the doors were off. Absolutely play anything that you could choose here. You could play a full P-brick, followed by a hornpipe and jig, or just whatever your musical choice was, I guess. However you felt that you could showcase your band in the best possible way. And, um, yeah, I would absolutely love to see more you know, video footage from this to see how it went. Uh, so, reading the article on pipesdrums.com and seeing various little things online, including the results and everything from the South African Association, this does seem to be really, really interesting. Um, so, yeah, this is a branch, I guess, um, trying something different. And this is the second time they've tried it. I think the first time they did it, it wasn't quite successful but this second time round apparently was a roaring success and the crowd certainly loved it as well as the judges too who were quite impressed with some of the performances from what i've heard uh, so yeah i would love to check out some of the performances from this um yeah so anyone from the african association listening right now the south african association get in contact with us we'd absolutely love to hear more about this this ofc uh so the open format contest they are yeah very curious to hear more about that Okay, well, you've waited enough. Let's get into some of the draws. Now, before we get into the draw for the begin, for the worlds, which will take some analysis, of course, uh, but let's talk about North Berwick, first of all. Yeah, on July 17th, they announced the draw for North Berwick. Now, we know that North Berwick is a huge draw for a lot of competition bands to get a run out ahead of the worlds because of where it's placed in the calendar. It's on the 12th of August, and uh, when you see the entry of bands for North Berwick, this is a huge competition. And I'm not underselling this by any means, it's massive. Let's get into the details here. In Novice Juvenile B, you've got 12 bands in total. 12 bands in Novice B, yep. <laughs> and you've got bands in here from Zimbabwe, of course, from Scotland, of course, locally. And you also got uh, Scots College there from Australia, uh, who are making the trip there as well. 
Absolutely brilliant. In Grade 4A, then, you have Sari Dazmesh, who are over. Sari Dazmesh! Yep, they're back again. Oh, man, I can't wait to see them. So, yeah, they're going to North Berwick. And also in here, we have the Cape Breton, Cape Breton Island pipe band from Canada in Grade 4A. Uh, so they're going to be thumping out an MSR at North Berwick. Awesome stuff. Uh, looking at Grade 4B, then you have eight bands here in total. Uh, we have the College of Pipe and Summerside from Canada, who are making the trip. We also have the Royal Air Force from Oman. St Andrews College from Canada. And, yeah, we also have the Sons of the Holy Land and District. They're back again as well. So a lot of bands in 4B taking a run out there for the March competition. So, yeah, great stuff. Now, looking across all the other grades, I could spend forever delving through all of this. Uh, but, yeah, there's bands internationally in grade 2, grade 1, grade 3, all across. But, yeah, let's look at grade 2. First of all, Robert Malcolm Memorial are going to be there from Canada. What? Yep. As well as North Stratton, who are also going to be taking a, a spin out in grade 2 there at, at North Berwick. That's, God, man, what a competition. And then looking at grade 1, of course, we have, well, we've got 11 bands in here. So let's run through them. We have Johnstone. We have Shots, of course. And then we have the St. Thomas Alumni Pipe Band from the U.S. Awesome. Not, yeah. <laughs> and then we also have People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. They're going to stretch the legs there at North Berwick. As well as the Canterbury Caledonian Society from New Zealand. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Then we have Scottish Power and then North Stratton. Yeah. And then we have Inverary, Royal Borough of Annan, Manawatu Scottish from New Zealand. Awesome stuff. And the City of Edinburgh there. Yeah. So a few bands uh, deciding to play up there. Uh, so this is the Grade 1 and Grade 2 MSR. That's oh, it's fantastic stuff. Right, I'm getting myself confused. I'm just shouting out names for bands now. <sighs> North Berwick. I don't know, man. That's shaping up to be a huge competition. If you are interested, you can go along to the RSPBA Lothian and Borders branch on their socials. They've published all of that, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm just shouting out band names now that jump out to me. <laughs> oh, I probably got that dreadfully wrong. Uh, but, yeah, that's all to be happening then on the 12th of August in North Berwick. That's a huge competition right there. Okay, let's get on to the big one then. The draw for the World Pipe Band Championships took place last week. And I'm not even joking that as soon as I press the upload button on the pod and I get the notification saying, your episode has been successfully uploaded, da-da-da, done, right? And I was about to close the laptop, job done for another night, and really I got a notification on my phone saying, the draw for the world's 2023. And I go, oh, come on. Seriously? As soon as I press upload, then bing, here's one of the biggest news items of the of the year. Uh, right, so we're about to get into it in this week's pod. So strap yourselves in. We're about to get through the draw for the world's. Now, if you haven't read this yet, then where have you been? Uh, <laughs> but much like me, I'm sure it might have surprised some folks. It did kind of sneak under the radar. It got published on the 12th of July, uh, which was a, a you know a public holiday here in Northern Ireland. So a lot of folks may well not have been aware of it. Uh, but right, let's get into it. So the junior drum majors, we have two heats all together for our juniors. We have Catherine Spears, uh, Maya Buckley, uh, Maya Lily Fraser, Harry Couples, Lydia Todds, uh, Willow Rose Elliott, Grace Murdoch and Georgia Turkington mix up our juniors. Yeah, so two heats there. So good luck, everyone. That's, that's quite a big grade of juniors. On to the juveniles then. We have three heats for the jun- our juveniles. We have Lewis Charles Anderson, of course, Beth Turner, Carries Graham, Louise Smyton, Leanne Crooks, uh, Grace Thompson, uh, Jamie Livingston, uh, Kiana Curry, and Jamie Lee Wilson. 
there you are. So that's quite a field there for juvenile drum majors. Yeah. Now, whenever we get on to the adults, uh, I'm not going to read all of this because there are seven heats here. All right. <laughs> what? Yep. I'm not even kidding. There are seven heats for our adult drum majors. Wow. Now, that is so impressive and they are really truly international here now uh, we have drum majors from brazil from annan canada of course uh from australia i think we have ones there from the us of course as well um from oman from ireland uh, yeah from all over man uh, so yeah i'm not gonna read all of these guys because seriously there's seven heats packed filled with international drum majors aplenty and uh wow Good luck, everyone. If you do manage to make it through to the final for the adult drum majors, I would stress that that is as good as a win right there. Honestly. So, if you are curious at all about going to check out those drum majors, please do. Uh, The adult drum major final is uh, commencing at about 4 o'clock, 5 past 4 in the afternoon. So, it's quite late. Uh, But, you know, by that time, a good number of the grades would actually have finished competing by that time. So, you can go down and have a watch at it. Uh, So, yeah, good luck. That's all I'm going to say to our adult drum majors. That's a huge field of competitors there right across the globe. Um, That's going to be a difficult competition. Good luck, everyone. All right. Let's get on to our bands then. Novice Juvenile B, we have 15 in the grade in total. Not bad. And again, we're picking out some of the international bands. Uh, we are quite used to seeing bands such as Lock Gilly High School who are kicking things off. Then we have St Andrews College Pipes and Drums from Canada. Yeah, with Matt McIsaac being their pipe major, of course. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing them. We also have Open High School. Yeah, Gordon's School. The Open High School Development Band. We also have People's Ford Boggies. Yep, they're in there. Uh, St. Thomas Episcopal School are making the journey. Yeah, we also have Seagal Linacult. Yeah, uh, we have St. Columbus School Kilman, uh, Kilmacolm even. I could just about talk. Yeah, and then we have Burnt Island and District, uh, Lewis and Harris Youth Pipe Band, uh, Robert Gordon's College Pipes and Drums, Dollar Academy, of course. We have Falkirk Schools and the Balerno and District Schools Pipe Band. I hopefully, I hopefully have pronounced that correctly. So this is one thing. Whenever I go through these draws and stuff, and I, I famously pronounce bands' names wrong, so apologies. Uh, so yeah, fifteen bands in there for novice juvenile B, and that's just the first heat. Onto the second one, then. Yeah, we have another fifteen bands in there, so thirty bands in total. We have Kilmarnock Schools, Renfrewshire High Life Highland. We have Preston Lodge. Go on the PL. Yep. Good luck there. Uh, we have Renfrewshire Schools, Dunoon Grammar School, High School of Dundee, Edinburgh Academy, the Scots College from Sydney in Australia. We have North Lanarkshire Schools, Bucksburn and District, St John's College from Zimbabwe. Uh, we have West Lothian Schools, Isle of Iron uh, Music School, Lockgilly High School and Tyne Castle. There you go. 30 bands in there. Two heats, 15 each. That's not bad. Not bad. A big grade. Good luck, everyone. All right, on to Novice Juvenile A, then. We have 10 bands in total. North Lanarkshire Schools, Dollar Academy, George Watson's, Glendora High School from the United States, actually. There you go. And what makes that entry interesting is they don't have a registered pipe major. Hmm. Not sure what happened there. Uh, But Glendora High School, whoever your pipe major is, uh, good luck to you. Uh, we also have the Scots College from Sydney, Australia, and their Novice A Band. Uh, Stirling and District Schools, West Lothian Schools, the High School of Dundee, St. Columbus School, uh, Kilmacomb. Yeah, and we have George Harriet Schools as well for Novice A. There you are. Ten bands in total. Not bad. 
Alrighty, let's look at grade four B. Um, yeah, this grade is huge, absolutely huge. There's thirty nine bands in here. <laughs> Seriously, now whenever you look at grade four B over previous years, you can definitely tell that the pandemic has had an impact. Uh, but this year, this World Championships. We're definitely seeing a huge jump in numbers, aren't we, folks? So, yeah, looking at Grade 4B here, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not going to read all 39 bands in here. <laughs> There's just too many, all right? But, yeah, they are literally from all across the globe. We have Australia, the United States, uh, Sons from Holy Land, of, uh, you know, Sons of Holy Land District from Israel, of course, are coming back. We have Canada, the Netherlands, Ireland, uh, Northern Ireland, of course. We have Oman in there. Belgium as well, uh, right, truly international, including bands from the UK, of course, and Ireland. Uh, so, yeah, to come through 39 bands to make it through to a final, whew, good luck. All right, We've got two massive heats there uh, to get through to a final eventually and to juke it out for that top prize. Good luck to any band, I have to say, in grade 4B. If you do make it through to the final, honestly, Try not to celebrate straight away because you do have extra work to do. Uh, but yeah, that, for me, any time that I've ever qualified for a final and a grade that big, that's as good as a win right there. So yeah, 39 bands in total in 4B. That's ridiculous. Uh, but good luck to everyone there in grade 4B. That's going to be a real good competition. All right, let's move on to grade 4A then for the Worlds. We have 15 bands in here uh, in the first heats and then a further 15 for the second heat. Yeah, so 30 bands in total then for grade 4A. Uh, so again, an even split there, 15 and 15. Uh, so again, I'm not going to read all 30 bands here. But uh, t- yeah, honestly, again, a truly international affair. And I would like to know your thoughts on this, as even with 4B as well, with the two qualifying groups. Uh, is there one qualifying group that is more stiff competition than the other? Um, we do talk about this, you know, in previous pods about having a group of death kind of thing with all of the big names all crammed together in one big qualifying group. Uh, yeah, would love to know your thoughts on that. Uh, but yeah, there's quite a number of big names jumping out, of course, uh, for Grade 4A. Uh, we have Surla and District, Grantia are in there, Kilbarkin, uh, Perth and District. There's a lot of big names in here and a lot of bands that could definitely do the business in the Heat B. But then looking at Heat A, then of course we have bands such as Uddington, Uddingston, Strathclyde, uh, William Kerr Memorial, I have Burnt Island and District, of course, uh, Cooper Angus, Kintyre Schools. There's a lot of great names in here. Bands that can definitely just jump into that top spot quite easily. So, hey, I'm not going to give you all a shout out because there's way too many of you. 30 bands in there. Wow. So when you think about it, in grade 4B, yep, 39. And in grade 4A, 30. Yeah. That's an incredible amount of bands already. And we haven't even got into any of the upper grades, I guess. So looking at the juvenile grade then, moving swiftly on, we have the usual five. George Harriet's St. Andrews College then from New Zealand are juking you in. In there uh, we have George Watson's Preston Lodge. Go on the PL. Yep, and Dollar Academy. There you are. Uh, so that grade all, it starts at nine o'clock in the morning and finishes at half nine. Uh, so a half, quick half hour competition for the juvenile grade. So I would urge you actually to go and check out the juvenile bands. Some of them are just insane the standard is so good in that juvenile grade definitely go and watch that if you can 
All right, let's move on to Grade 3B. Now, Grade 3B numbers have been down all season. Now, that's both locally here in Northern Ireland, but also across in Scotland as well. And we are seeing an impact here for the Worlds. We have 14 bands in total here for Grade 3B. Now, that's not to say that just 14, but when you compare them to, you know, the likes of the entries we had for 4A and 4B, 39 and 30, you know, 14 definitely seems a lot smaller than those huge grades. But let's go through the res- uh, the draw here, shall we? And we have Belgian Blend, first of all, from Belgium. Now, Belgian Blend Pipe Band are a band that I remember watching back in the mid-90s. And they were a big gun at the time. I think, that now, this could be stuff that Rab got wrong, but did they ever compete at Grade 2? I think I did have memories of actually competing against the Belgian Blend Pipe Band. Um... Maybe that is stuff that Rab got wrong, but anyway, here they are. They're entered in Grade 3B, and I'll be keen to see them from sure. Yeah, so then we also have Methyl and Districts. Yes, Mid-Argyle comes after that. Then the Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums, followed by the Air Pipe Band Society. Then we had Halliburry from Australia. Yes, go on to Halliburry. And of course, their pipe major, quite a famous figure in the piping scene. We have Lincoln Hilton, who is their PM. There you go. Uh, then we have the Scottish Borders pipe bands, yeah, and then we have Tweedvale, and then the Niagara Regional Police from Canada, yes, now I remember reading their name on a previous Rab Show pod, I think they won a few prizes actually locally there at a competition in Canada in recent weeks, uh, so yeah, the Niagara uh, Regional Police pipe band. Then we'll have the Arbroath pipe bands, followed by Macanta. Then we have Ross and Carmarty uh, pipes and drums. Then we had the Avon and District from France. Yeah, I'd be curious to have a listen to them. I haven't heard them yet. Uh, so, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to that. And then we have Kulabaki pipe band, of course, here from Northern Ireland. So that's your 14 bands in 3B. Good luck, everyone. Now, that's a straight final, though. Given the numbers, there's not enough there to have any heats or anything. It's just a straight final for 3B. Good luck, everyone. All right. On to grade 3A then, we have 26 bands in total. Now I'm going to go through these because there are some huge big names in here and that we can expect big things from, I I dare say. But uh, yeah, let's look at Heat A first of all. Now, remember what I was talking about, about a group of death? (laughs) Right, you're going to have to pick uh, which one is the group of death here. Let's look at Heat A first of all. We have the City of Inverness, Column Kill, Clocker and District, City of Newcastle. Kill Dog, go on the dogs. Have to do that. Uh, Dunbar RBL, uh, Buck and Peterson, Colburn IOR, then the Vale, Vale of Athol, Turriffin District, uh, Mulgai, and um, uh, Milngavi. Even yeah, I don't know. I, I probably pronounced that incorrectly. Always as well. We also have the College of Pipe and Summerside from Canada. I remember uh, we're chatting about them at North Berwick. Then we have Denny and Donny Pace Association. So that's your first heat there and heat A. Yeah, again, a lot of big names in there in Heat A. That's not an easy contest. On to Heat B, then, where I would argue it gets kind of worse. Um, <laughs> in Heat B, we have the City of London pipe band. We also have the Matt Boyd Memorial, followed by Wallastone and District. Then we have Stockbridge, Deeside Caledonia, Drumloch, Kilmarnock, then the Matt Cowles, Mackenzie Caledonian, then McNeilstown. Then we have Ebrador, Pitlockery, and Blair Athol. Then we have Tully Lagan. Go on, the Lagan. Yep. I have to do that. Uh, we also have the Major Sinkler then after that, followed by the Robert Malcolm Memorial. Yes. Ooh, boy. That's a huge competition right there in 3A. Um, but those two heats, 
26 bands in total. If you make it through to the final, oh my word. I don't know, you're going to have to try and keep me out of the beer tent from celebrating that. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, that Grade 3A competition is intense. And I would argue that both of those groups are, yeah, they're tough. They are tough. There's some big names in both of those groups. And yeah, however the final shakes down, it's going to be very interesting. And no doubt as we do our world's wrap-up podcast, we'll be talking about that, you know, about the qualifying groups and the final grouping as well. That's going to make for an interesting competition for sure. Good luck everyone there in Grade 3A for sure. All right, on to Grade 2 then. Oh or as I like to affectionately call it, the ridiculous grade. I think everyone's calling it that now. Um, I've got a phone call, actually. (laughs) I got a phone call a couple of days ago uh, saying that, uh, well, Rob, who's competing at the ridiculous grade this weekend in Newry? Or Newtonards? Yeah, and I was able to go through it and tell them. Uh, So people are calling this the ridiculous grade now, and for good reason. All right. Let's go through it. We have 20 bands in here in total. Now, they didn't split this. They, they just are running a straight final. Uh, so it didn't actually reach the threshold to be able to split it and have two, uh, you know, qualifying rounds. So it does make it all the more interesting just having one run and done. So starting with grade two, we have the Brig pipe band from France. Yes. And then and second band on the grass, then we have the Glasgow Sky Association. Go on, the sky! Good stuff. Then we have the uh, Worcester Kilty pipe band from the United States. They're back over again. Looking forward to seeing them. Uh, then we have the Kilcherman Distillery. The Isle of Islay guys are hitting the line. Good luck, folks. Uh, we also have the City of Discovery after that. Then Port Leithen and District, followed by the Macmillan pipe band from the United States. Yes, good stuff. And then we have Oban after that. And then we have some Josephs, of course. Then Uddingston will be stepping in. And then a Buchan Peterson. Along then after that will be the City of Edinburgh, followed by Highland Granite. Then we have the Ulster Scottish Pipe Band. <laughs> yes, I am very much looking forward to seeing these guys, especially listening to recent recordings from the Ulster Scottish Pipe Band. Hmm. This will be a band to watch on the day for sure. Uh, for those of you interested, they're playing at half three on the Grade 2 ring, so... Yeah, just putting that out there. Shout out to the Ulster Scottish. Followed by, quickly after that, actually, is another band I really want to see, is North Stratton. Uh, yeah, from Canada. Looking forward to them. Then we have Ravara, of course, who've been doing big things this season already. Uh, so, again, that's quite a strong lineup of bands there. The Ulster Scottish, North Stratton, and Ravara. But it doesn't, it doesn't let up. Yeah, then we have Manor Cunningham. What? Yep. And then we have Peel Regional Police from Canada. Followed by the Royal Borough of Annan. Then have the LA Scots. Come on. All 20 bands in there. Seriously, folks. Yeah, this grade is the ridiculous grade. All right. Now, if you can't get anyone near the grade one ring, don't worry. Go to grade two and you will be thoroughly entertained all afternoon. Trust me. The standard of music at grade two is just blistering. And I do know a lot of these bands will thump out a big tune, for sure. Now, let's get on to Grade 1 at the Worlds. Alright? Now, I could read you the draw, but there appears to be some confusion about the draw. (laughs) Oh, 
yeah. Now, what happened... Now, there's a full story here all around the draw. First of all, I'm just going to read you the list of bands that are playing here. All right? We're just going to list off the bands. We're not going to talk about their order of play because that appear, apparently seems to be up for debate. Uh, so let's go through them first of all. Uh, we have Canterbury Caledonian Society from New Zealand are making the trip. As we said earlier, they were playing in uh, North Berwick. We also have People's Ford, Boghall and Bathgate. Of course, they're going to be in there, our current UK champions. Uh, we also have Auckland and District from the uh, New Zealand. They're making the trip. Awesome to see. We also have Manawatu. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing them in North Berwick, aren't we? Yeah. Then, of course, we have St. Lawrence Atul. Yes, followed by Klaus Kelt. Johnstone. Yeah, Field Marshal Montgomery, of course. Then we have St. Thomas Alumni. Yeah, they're making the step out there, of course, at North Berwick as well. Uh, we also have Shots. And then we have the SFU. Simon Fraser! Yep, looking forward to seeing them. Uh, we also have Scottish Power. The 78th Fraser Highlanders are making the trip across. And then we have uh, Police Scotland Fife, Police Scotland Federation and Inverarian District. And that's your entire Grade 1 lineup. 16 bands in total. Right, now, what is this controversy about the Grade 1 draw, Rab, you might ask? Well, there's confusion on two fronts, okay? When the draw was first done... It was done on the 12th of July, like I've said. And on that 12th of July, they published the draw for Grade 1 on the Saturday. Right? They published the MSR and the medley draw for Grade 1 on the Saturday. And all the Grade 1 bands were going, Um, uh, how long here? Uh, what about the day before? What about the Friday? Where's What order are we playing in on the Friday? Now... As soon as this question was asked, very quickly afterwards, there was a post put up on the RSPBA social saying the draw that was placed for the Saturday, the same order of play will yeah, will be on the Friday. So if you're drawn number three on Saturday, you're playing number three on the Friday. Okay? So that made sense. But then a whole raft of other questions then came. And then very quickly that post was rapidly deleted. It disappeared Mm, conspiracy theorists then all started scratching their heads going, why was it deleted? Oh my goodness, what's going on? And confusion ensued. Our social media on The Rab Show, we'd done our best to try and answer any questions, but of course we didn't have the answers. Uh, We were just kind of pointing people to the website and saying, well, if you're going to get an update, this is where it's going to be. And then sure enough, a few hours later that day, there was an announcement put out on their socials saying that there will now be a separate draw for the Friday order of play for Grade 1 being taken place on July 13th, which would be the following day. And everyone breathed a sigh of relief. (sighs) So all 16 bands then were drawn again. So, we finally had a draw for the order of play for the Friday and for the Saturday. Thank goodness. But there was still apparent confusion out there, where bands had seen that social media post earlier in the day, and then were getting confused, thinking, well, what's this new draw? What's what's this? Um, What's going on? Uh, have we changed our order now? How come we're number four on the Friday and like number seven on the Saturday? For example, I don't know, I'm just picking numbers now. Uh, But yeah, you know, bands were confused by this. And to date, we have yet to have a full explanation from RSPBS to exactly what happened. Now, that's one area of confusion. Uh, Bands have been told that you've been given your draw for Friday and the Saturday. Take a note of your order of play. And that's when we expect you on the line. That's it. 
Now, bands are now furiously asking the question, um, what about the Mini MSR? Which day are we playing the Mini MSR? Yeah, apparently that's a question that hasn't been answered either. Now, now, as we know, for the medley selection, it's fine. You can choose one medley for the Friday, one medley for the Saturday, and that's you done. But we now know that there's this new format for the MSR competition. There's uh, one is like the full, uh, full-blooded MSR, as we're calling it, where you can play six-part tunes. But now this mini MSR, where you have to restrict it to four parts each. And um, bands don't know, as yet, which one they're playing. When? So... Do they step into the ring and play their mini MSR on the Friday? Or do they play their big MSR on the Friday and run the risk of getting disqualified or vice versa? So, there again, very little in the way of uh, communication has been forthcoming from our RSPBI headquarters. And to date, I think that still has not been clarified. So, hmm... I guess we'll find out in due course. We are hoping to get a further update from headquarters on this as to what format of tunes and what yeah what they want played on what day, I guess. So will we get the mini MSRs on the Friday or the Saturday? We don't know, but we'll certainly try and <laughs> get an update as soon as possible. Uh, so ears to the ground on that one. If you are a, a band secretary in grade one and you've been informed of it, Please get in touch with us because we're very keen to find out. We're getting a lot of questions from folks across the piping scene wanting to know what the format is for Grade 1 on the Friday and the Saturday. And we don't know. Uh, So if you do know, let us know. There you are. All right. Well, that is a huge conversation all about the World Pipe Band Championships. And uh, I also have to talk about tickets as well. I I did mention that that the tickets were now on sale for spectators. And I did mention also that they do have a package deal available. And I recommended that everyone go and get the package deal. Now, whenever you go to the website to actually purchase your tickets, it doesn't give you the option to buy the package. This caused a lot of confusion with a lot of folks. And I've been spending a good bit of time on social media directing people through the website and how to make their purchase and get that discounted rate. It's a bit confusing. Uh, the people at Glasgow Life did not make it easy for people wanting to get that, you know, pre-order and that discounted rate as well for getting the weekend package. So, my advice to you right now on the Rab Show podcast is to do the following. Go to theworlds.co.uk, click on purchase your tickets, then just click on anything to buy a ticket. It'll put you through and ask you to buy tickets for the Friday. Okay? Buy your tickets for the Friday. But then, once you go through to your basket, it then gives you the options to buy tickets for the Saturday. Do that. Go and click on buy tickets for the Saturday, so you have your Friday and your Saturday into your basket. Now, before you check out of that basket and start putting in your payment details, you will notice that you have been given a pre-order discount as well as a weekend package discount. That will be minus off. And it only gets minus off at the very end. And it's so confusing. Um, yeah, because there is a big button on the page saying buy your weekend package here. And you'd think one click and that'll be it done. But no, you have to individually add in your Friday, then add in your Saturday. And then the website waves a magic wand and discounts it for you. I don't know why they did it that way. It's very confusing. But there you go. Hopefully I've managed to walk through at least half a dozen people through that process. And if you are going through that yourselves, that's how you do it. Go to the website, add in your Friday Add in your Saturday, then go to checkout and make sure then that it's minus off. It should happen automatically. And so, yeah, confusing. 
<laughs> All right, well, ticket purchases aside, let's get on to the next little news story, shall we? Now, this one will not be in Dates for Your Diary because we're talking about it right now. Uh, let's talk about the Glengarry Highland Games, or what's better known as Maxville. Yeah, Maxville is the home of the North American Pipe Band Championships, and this year is shaping up to be quite a huge competition. I think there's 42 bands about to compete at this. There's quite a huge competition all around. So we're attracting bands from Ontario, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and about 10 bands or so from around the New York, New Jersey, Vermont, and Connecticut areas. There you are. So... All grades are represented here from grade 5 up to grade 1, as well as a load of different competitions for solo pipers as well. Uh, It's also going to be the host of the Peabrick Society Gold Medal for Canada. Yeah. So... If you are wanting the full information on what's happening at the Glengarry Highland Games, you can go to their website, glengarryhighlandgames.com. All of that information is up there. But this is all going to be held on August 4th and 5th. And we are hoping, I'm really hoping, that we'll manage to see some video footage and recordings from this event. Uh, So, yeah, looking forward to seeing a lot of them uh, there at the North American Championships in Maxville. Yeah, I think bands such, I think the city of Dunedin, uh, they compete at it. Um, I think the 70. Fraser Highlanders do as well uh, I think the Halifax Citadel do as well I don't know, uh, this could be stuff that Rab got wrong uh, but yeah, definitely looking forward to Maxville so that's coming up, actually 4th and 5th of August um, Yeah, so good luck to everyone there, that's shaping up to be a huge competition there, 42 bands that's class, yeah, brilliant so I have to give a brief shout out to Pipe and Live. Actually, they've been putting out announcements aplenty uh, on the on the I guess on the run up to their festival. Uh, they've been talking about their Learn at Live workshop series that they're uh, bringing back this year, and they have workshops aplenty that you're definitely going to want to catch. There's three of them in particular. Uh, we have Andrew May, who'll be giving a course on Northumbrian bagpipes, which I've been really fascinated with myself personally this last while. Uh, we played a few tracks of them. Last night by Catherine Tickle. Good music. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Andrew May, who'll be hosting a lesson there, or a workshop of sorts. We're also going to have Jarleth Henderson as well, who's a huge name in the Tradden folk scene. So, yeah, shout out to Jarleth. Looking forward to seeing that. Uh, also, we have Willie McCallum as well, who'll be uh, giving a very special lesson there, a workshop for solo pipers there for sure. Part of Learn It Live. Fantastic stuff there. So, there you go. Uh, for more information, go to pipeandlive.co.uk. Also, a bit of a shout-out to ourselves here in the Big Rab Show. Yes, I'm being shameless here, uh, but we've announced uh, the first of our lineup, I guess, for the Big Rab Show live at Piping Live. We have Kieran Ross joining us. Kieran Ross! Yep, Kieran Ross is coming uh, to, to help us out on stage at, at Piping Live this year, and we could not be more excited. Now, Kieran has let us know what he has planned. I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, let's just say it won't just be Kieran on stage. And that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, but there we go. That's the first of our lineup. Now, we are going to be announcing more in the coming days. So if you are curious as to who else is going to be appearing at Rab Show Live at Pipe and Live, then do make sure that you're following us across all of our socials. Indeed, because we'll be announcing those as we go through the next few weeks. Oh, it's exciting, man. I can't wait. So, Big Rab Show Live at Pipe and Live. Again, I have to stress, it's free. I have got a few queries for people asking for tickets. Uh, no, it's absolutely free. We haven't ticketed this. Uh, just come in off the street and enjoy some real good tunes. Uh, we hope to see you all there. That's on the 17th in the Street Cafe, of course, at the National Piping Centre. Awesome stuff. All right. Now, I have to give a shout to Boghall and Bathgate, or to give them the full title, People's Ford Boghall and Bathgate, as they were across in Spain playing at the Festival du Oriteguera. 
Ori Tagira. Come on. <laughs> Ori Tagira? I don't know. It's probably completely pronounced that wrong. Uh, but yeah, the People's Ford were on stage at this huge festival for Celtic and folk music. And man, was it blistering. Uh, People's Ford were just. Oh, so, so good. And also, what really drew my attention was a solo set that Kerry McQuillan did on stage. Now, he had Chris Coates joining him as well, playing a tune alongside him. Uh, so, man, oh man, was it good. Now, we've shared out that performance by Kerry McQuillan a couple of times now. But seriously, in front of that huge open-air audience at this massive festival, the cheer that Kerry got was just insane so shout out to Kerry McQuillan that was real goosebumps material and what a performance do yourself a favor and go and check that out you can go and have a look at it in Kerry McQuillan's socials or you can check it out of course on the Rab Show Facebook page we've done our best to share that out but uh yeah I yeah absolutely can't pronounce the name of that festival uh but yeah awesome to see you know that the band's get a bit of a trip away to the sunshine but also an opportunity to play some blistering tunes Good stuff. Now, I do know that Project Smock were also at that, as well as bands such as Mick Lair were there. I think Rora were there, there as well. So there's quite a number of bands from the Celtic and folk music scene that made the trip across to this huge festival. So it's one that I'll be following along, for sure, in the coming years, as it continues to develop, I guess, as they continue to pull in more talent from across the UK to appear at this. But uh, the Festival to Or Ortigera... I don't know, I've got, I probably absolutely pronounced that wrong. So apologies, there you go. I'm sure somebody will email me in and tell me, Ugh, Rab, sure, do you not know how to pronounce it? It's just blah, 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 blah. And make it sound real easy, and then I'll be, yeah, I'll look thick. But there you go. Moving on. Speaking of events and festivals and things like that coming up, I have to give a mention to the Belfast International Tattoo. Yep, just a reminder about their tickets, folks. All right, the Belfast International Tattoo there's always one that people in the piping world kind of put on the long finger and say, ah, I'll get tickets for it eventually. I'll put it off a few weeks and maybe wait until after the Worlds. And then what happens is, is that the event rolls around at the start of September and the tickets are gone. All right, so this is on the 1st and 2nd of September in the SSE Arena in Belfast. All right, 1st and 2nd. That's just around the corner, folks. So please go grab tickets now and avoid your disappointment. This event is shaping up to be one of the biggest ones in recent memories, uh, especially having rebuilt itself uh, post-pandemic, but there's some huge bands on here that you're definitely going to want to catch. So, yeah, shout out to the Belfast International Tattoo. This one's shaping up to be a great one. And, uh, yeah, just go along to their box office. Trust me, grab tickets for it and avoid your disappointment. All right. I have to give a very brief shout-out to the Uddingston Pipe Band. Yes, now, they put up something that was really quite exciting that they were up to just a few days ago. Uh, was they were in at the Genesis Scottish Open. Yes, the golf. The golf competition. Now, I don't really follow golf that much, but whenever you... Uh, you mentioned a name such as Rory McIlroy. I think everyone here in Northern Ireland knows who that is. Uh, yeah, Rory McIlroy, of course, I think he won the Scottish Open. Uh, but Uddingston Pipe Band managed to open the entire thing. So they were there as part of the open, opening ceremonies. And uh, yeah, Rory was actually walking behind some of the guys at the band and stuff. So very cool. A lot of them got a number of selfies with some of the big name golfers, including Rory himself. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Uddingston Pipe Band. Fantastic stuff there, playing at the Scottish Open. That's a big gig right there. Fair play to them. <laughs> so, I know at this point we haven't actually mentioned it yet, but things are starting to ramp up again here in Northern Ireland. We're heading back for the Ards and North Down Championship this weekend in Newton Ards. Yeah, now, as always, we get asked a million different questions. Are you live streaming? Are you live streaming? Are you live streaming? 
Yes, we will be live streaming, but we'll only be live streaming the March past prize given, and that's basically it. We'll be filming everything else then for upload to our YouTube channel. Hope that makes perfect sense. So this weekend, we're going to the Newton Arts Airstrip. Now, I do know that this is a venue that not a lot of people uh, like, um, putting it bluntly. A lot of people don't really like this venue very much because it's so open. Uh, because it's an airfield, there's not much in the way of shelter if the conditions are poor. Yeah, so, and I think the weather here in Northern Ireland this last while has been quite poor. It's been very rainy and cold and miserable. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know what the weather has given for this weekend, but I'm hoping for the best. So, that's this weekend, the 22nd of July, Newton Ards Airfield for the Ards and North Down Championships. And, uh, yeah, good luck to everyone. 34 bands here, actually, in total. Uh, so, looking forward to it. Actually, it should be pretty good competition all around, despite the venue. Now, I do know a lot of people really don't like it. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm putting myself out there. I'm not a fan of it either. Uh, if I did have the choice between either the airfield or the banger competition, where it was the last time, I think my preference would be banger, just because of the traffic links and everything. It's very easy to get to. But how? Here, you know... I could turn up on Saturday in Newton Ards and be absolutely wrong. I could think that this venue is the best place ever and I could absolutely eat my words and I would be very happy to be wrong. So there you go. It's in quite beautiful surroundings, actually. You know, where Scarborough Tower and everything is very picturesque. So if you do want to get some Instagram photos, the scenery around there, like the countryside, is beautiful. Um, don't get me wrong. But on a pretty crappy day weather-wise, it can yeah can be a pretty horrible venue so yeah there is a free shuttle bus service that they're putting on that so if you do want to head into town and do a bit of shopping and whatnot there is a free shuttle bus that will be taking people from in and out of the venue into the town if you do want to get a pint or a bit of shopping done there you go so yeah for more information you can go along to the rspba northern ireland website but they do have the full draw up there you can go and have a read of that at your leisure i'm not going to sit and go through all of it now because i've already spent so much time on the world's um, but yeah that's this weekend in Newton Arts hope to see you all there and if you do manage to catch me then do come on over and say hello and we'll grab a selfie for sure indeed okay uh, just a little quick reminder for everyone who's wanting to play at the Bridge of Allen Highland Games yes we do know Bridge of Allen's quite a popular one uh, the closing dates for all entries for this one is the 23rd of July alright so just want to put that out in the pod if you haven't got your entries in for that already then please do so at sooner rather than later all right there you go moving on so today actually at the point of recording this week's podcast uh we've now finally have the announcement of the dates for winter storm next year yeah thanks to the pipe and live festival actually who put it out on their socials uh saying that winter storm uh, have made the announcement that their next event will be in january next year january 11th through to the 14th there you go. So, of course, we'll have the usual master classes, concerts, competitions of plenty. Uh, for full information, they're asking you to go to the website mhaf.org, uh, where you can get all of your information for Winter Storm. Uh, so, yeah, January 11th through 14th uh, next year. That's going to be one for sure. Now, Winter Storm is one of those events that I've always wanted to go to. So now that I have the dates, I'm going to have to do my best to try and get some travel arrangements in place, aren't I? To try and get the Winter Storm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. If you guys would recommend Winter Storm as a possible one for me to go to, 
absolutely i would love to go and uh yeah who knows even bring some rab show team members with us and we could live stream and film and do all sorts of content from winter storm that'd be a lot of fun actually uh so yeah would that be something you would like to see happen if so then uh yeah give us a shout bigrabshow at gmail.com all right now i just wanted to give a very brief shout out uh to uh yeah drumming for drinks yeah now it's, it's exactly four weeks to the day where Drummond for Drinks are going to open their doors again. And if you are wanting tickets for it, I've been told that tickets for Drummond for Drinks are pretty much all but nearly gone. Uh, so, yeah, go and get them now. All right, avoid your disappointment. Grab your tickets now. Uh, yeah, Wednesday 16th of August. It's going to be held in the Barras, as we've been mentioning about in previous shows. Uh, so, yeah, now the full lineup hasn't been announced as yet as to who all's going to be playing at it, but we do know that the Red Hot Chili Pipers will be there to kind of wrap things up. Tickets are 20 quid, but honestly, it is cheap at twice the price, and this event always, always, always sells out. Uh, so, yeah, there's a huge event with a massive after party, all of it. I can't wait for this. Drumming for Drinks 2023. It's been so long since this event was able to open its doors. It's so good to see it back again. And at a brand new venue as well. So, yeah, Wednesday the 16th, Drumming for Drinks. Grab your tickets for it now. They are still available, which I do find kind of unbelievable uh, because they are, they are normally sold out by this stage. But, yeah, Drumming for Drinks. Just wanted to give you a shout out. And uh, if you haven't got tickets for it yet, go and grab them. I know I've already got mine for sure. I think most of us here in the Rab Show team have actually got ours as too as well. <laughs> so yeah, I think most of the Rab Show team will be there. Uh, everyone who has already travelled over by that stage. Uh, so yeah, by Wednesday for Drummond for Drinks, a uh, good portion of us in the Rab Show team will be there for Drummond for Drinks. Looking forward to that. All right, so there you go. A bit of a shameless plug. Okay, now I do know that there was a wealth of other news stories that we haven't covered. Uh, there was uh, a few album launches and stuff like that through the week and a few other news stories that we talked about on Fuse last night. But seriously, we would be here forever talking about all the news and updates and I have a huge topic of the week to get to as well as dates for your diary. So, yeah, if there's anything that we've missed that is glaringly obvious, then please do email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and let us know, hey, your pronunciation of band names and places are terrible. You should stop being a podcaster. Go and hang your head in shame, Rab. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I think after this week's episode, there'll definitely going to be stuff that Rab got wrong. I can nearly put money on it, you know? Anyway, let's get in. <laughs> let's get in for dates for your diary then, shall we? Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. It's time for Dates for Your Diary, here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. Okay, let's get into it. Time for Dates for Your Diary. So, yeah, as we've already previously mentioned, we're about to get underway again with the competitive season. The mid-season break is behind us, so we've got some Dates for Your Diary. Okay, 22nd of July, this weekend, we're going to Newtonard's Airstrip. Yes, 
<laughs> for the Ards and North Down Championships. And as we've mentioned, yeah, it's quite a controversial one. Some people love the venue, some people mm, not so much. But that's where we're going anyway. 22nd of July, Ards and North Down Championship. Get that in your calendar. 29th of July then, the following week, of course, is possibly one of the most exciting major championships in the calendar. We're going to Dumbarton for the Scottish Championships. Oh, baby! I can't wait. 29th of July. Yeah, if you haven't already got that date in your calendar, then what are you doing? Um, But yeah, seriously exciting competition coming up in Dumbarton on the 29th. There you are. Alright, after that then, the following week, we're going to Newcastle County Down for the Heart O'Down Championships. And that's going to be held in Donard Park, of course. Such a favourite venue of everyone here in the piping scene in Northern Ireland. That's on the 5th of August. So get that date in your diary. Then the following week, then the 12th of August, of course, then we're going for the Ulster Championships, which will be held in Antrim. And we'll also be crowning our champion of champions then uh, for our Northern Ireland uh, branch bands, I guess. So that's all on the 12th of August. Also on the 12th of August, uh, we have North Berwick as well. Yes, <laughs> come on. What's not to love about North Berwick? Also on the 12th of August, uh, we have another competition, the 80th Annual Central New York Scottish Games. And that's in Onodega Lake Park in Liverpool in New York. There you go, which is not easy to say on a podcast, but I managed it. <laughs> then on the 14th of August, yes, we have the British Solo Drumming Competition, which is going to be held in the Piping Centre on Otago Street in Glasgow. Yeah. Yeah, and right, okay, now we're into the middle of Pipe and Live Week now as far as our dates of our diary are concerned, which all kicks off on the 12th of August, but I have to remind you, on the 16th of August, the Wednesday, of course, is the Simon Fraser University concert called Generations in the SEC Arena, or affectionately called the Armadillo. Yeah, that's on the 16th. Also, don't forget, the following day, Big Rab Show live at Pipe and Live. <clears throat> we might have mentioned it a few times. Oh, and we've also started to announce our lineup as well. So shout out to Kieran Ross, who will be joining us on stage. Looking forward to that. So that's on the 17th of August at the Street Cafe. And uh, yeah, it's part of Piping Live. Looking forward to that. All right, folks, that's pretty much uh, a whole load of dates for your diaries there. All the way from the 22nd of July, all the way through to the 17th of August. Yeah, that's enough to keep you entertained, isn't it? Right, well, if you've waited this long, you guessed it. It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the Topic of the Week. Iron Maiden, Kasabian, Bastille, the Royal Marines, the British Army, the Royal Air Force, Police Scotland and Federation, Scottish Power and the Red Hot Chili Pipers. These are just some of the names playing the Axial and Regimental Series drums by the British Drum Company. Why? Because of the superb build quality and attention to detail that only the best deserve, where excellence is the norm, not the exception. To find out more about the ranges offered by the BDC, head to thebritishdrumco.com or follow them on all of the usual social media platforms. When will you make the switch? Hi, this is Ross Ainsley, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, it's time for Topic of the Week. And this week, we're talking about quite an interesting initiative that is happening over there on the Piper's Dojo. Now, before you all tune out and go, ugh, it's another promo, 
Honestly, have a listen to this. <laughs> it's not a promo. Uh, so this is quite an interesting new feature that's been used on the dojo at the moment called the Beginner Factory. Now, as we unpack this as part of this conversation, it really is quite interesting how bands are utilizing this and kind of tailor-making it for themselves, if you know what I mean. So you don't just have to accept what's in the dojo and then that's it, you follow the program, but you do kind of tailor-make it to suit your own band and your own setting. So, yeah, this is a bit of a group discussion, I guess, with a few folks involved in the Piper's Dojo. Of course, we have Andrew Douglas. Andrew Douglas! Yep, he's joining us this week, as well as Andra Stoller, and we have Camille Late as well. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to let them introduce themselves at this point. So I think we'll start with Andra. Absolutely. I'm Andra Stoller. I'm the pipe major of the Pikes Peak Highlanders. I've actually been an employee with uh, Piper's Dojo probably, I think, 2018, I think is what I was, what I believe is when I started. I see. Um, and uh, I work primarily with uh, a lot of the customers, a lot of customer service at Piper's Dojo at DojoU. Um, I do a little bit of teaching and some planning and coordinating, a lot of coordinating, a lot of coordinating. Um, I see. Yeah. But uh, I'm here because uh, I started working, doing dojo magic in my band, and uh, we actually had a lot of success. So I'm here to share some of my uh, experiences. Very good. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, welcome back to the podcast, Camille. Camille, how are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thanks, Rob. How are you? Good, the best, the best. Although I'm dead sure that things are probably a bit warmer here than what they are with you at the moment, I'm sure. I reckon they're probably about the same temperature, to be honest. Well, that's probably fair, yeah. <laughs> I indeed. found that I went to London in 2012, and the temperature when I stepped off the plane was exactly what I left behind in Brisbane in winter. So <laughs> There you go, yeah. Uh, I'm all sorts of jealous. Sometimes I'm going to have to go down there. But uh, yeah, if I can get sunburned, if I can get sunburned in Lurgan, I think I'll get sunburned where you are. Yeah, that's for sure. We're not built for sunshine. And welcome back, Andrew Douglas. Andrew, how are you, mate? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me back on. Uh, well, it's good to have you back because I've heard about this new initiative. All you've really told me is the title of it. And uh, I'm so confused as to what the heck it means. So it's yeah. called The Beginner Factory. Yes. What an amazing title. <laughs> yeah yeah it's you said it reminded you of a sausage factory it does it reminds me of quite, a sausage factory yeah it's not quite it but it's actually <laughs> probably not that far off but um i was actually thinking about how i would explain this here's how i would explain it just like i don't know february 2020 or something like that i feel like i was on talking with busco and those guys over at the channel about uh how the dojo, like we were kind of fired up. We wanted to create 10,000 new pipers uh, in the world. And, how, you know, this is how you might do it. And I kind of explained, you know, uh, at the dojo, we have a robust, uh, super generous, of course, I'm biased, but super generous partner program here at the dojo. So what you could do, right, is you could get your band signed up as a, as a partner with Dojo U which basically would allow you to share in a lot of the revenue that would be generated by you know, getting some beginners going, get them going with the tutor book and the different dojo programs and whatever, and you know how that's what you should do. And then, man, everybody should just get behind this. And, and, you know, what we really need above and beyond everything else in the bagpiping world uh, is just more, you know, especially outside of Scotland. I feel like, you know, Scotland and the UK, there's this amazing, you know, explosion of uh, cool young talent and stuff, but I feel kind of like, 
uh, in North America and maybe generally outside of Scotland and the UK and maybe one or two other places in the world. It's just like the atoms are all very spread out. You know, it's nothing. There's no, uh, there's nothing. So what we really need is more. So we were kind of getting all fired up to, uh, you know, start this initiative, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And, you know, a couple people sent some emails like, wow, this is a great idea. We're so inspired. And then like a month or two later or something, you know, the whole world shuts down for two years. And so we kind of, during that time, I think maybe it probably wasn't the best time to try to meet 10,000 new people in person or what have you. Mm, So that that big audacious (laughs) goal kind of got put on the back burner, but anyway, time passes and it, you know, it it occurred to me sort of just in the back of my mind that uh, Camille and Andra had actually kind of like, you know, signed their bands up to become partners and whatever. And, you know, time sort of passed and COVID the COVID nonsense kind of cleared up a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. Uh, and basically the bottom line was that Andra and Camille had sort of like done what I was talking about. And I don't know if it was specifically because of that original initiative or not, or if it's just kind of common sense, but I started to get interested in what they were doing. So I asked Andra how her band was implementing the partner program. And, and she explained, which we'll get to more details in a second, but she explained how she did it. And then I was also chatting with Camille uh, and asking what sort of program they had set up. And it was this weird moment where I, and I don't think you two were in cahoots. I think, I think <laughs> just on their own, they had developed programs that were, uh, almost identical, uh, to you, you know, to sort of partner with the dojo to bring on a whole bunch of new beginners into their organization, but also to raise money for their bands at the same time through the partner program. And so anyway, what we did is we, took what they did. We wrote it down and we turned it into some free resources for anyone in the world to use. And we called it the beginner factory. Uh, that was sort of the working title, but kind of like the Piper's dojo was a working title back in the day. It's sort of stuck. And now we're stuck with beginner factory, but, uh, that's my intro. And I would love, I would love to, uh, just kind of take a passenger seat here and, uh, Rab, if, if you want to just ask Andrea and Camille, what sure thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, my first question has to go to Andra. So, yeah, can you explain to me why does a pipe band need a program? Do you know what I mean? Like, why is this an important thing for people? I, I don't know. Well, can you talk about your experience? Why did you need to bring this in? Well, I had, um, we live in a very uh, military community. There's actually four pipe, uh, four uh, military bases here in Colorado Springs. And so we have people come and leave all the time and they, we may spend two years teaching them, but if they're only here for three years, that means we've only had them be able to play with us for a year before they leave again. So we are always needing to uh, recruit and, and uh, include new members. And so I was mentioning this to Andrew, I remember years ago, and he said, well, you need to have a good program. And I'm like, what do you mean by program? <laughs> and, and so it, uh, uh, we just started trying different things. We started recruiting and it actually took uh, several years for me to get to the program we have today, but I was looking at numbers and we have, we started advertising this in September of 2020. I actually went and found our post online and since 2020, I have 25 new pipers and drummers in the band. 
or I'm sorry, 22 new pipers and drummers. I had 25 previously. So I've almost doubled our band size wow. since September of 2020. And uh, so Andra, to those me, are that's people, huge. Sorry to interrupt. So uh, just out for my own curiosity, those are people who actually have gotten onto like full pipes and drums and are participating in the actual organization, right? Those are people who are actually playing with the band. We call them kilted. Yes. Yeah. Where nice. the, the, I still have another 17 students on the list. Those are folks that are learning and going through the process, um, but are not in uh, com- considering in the performance band yet. See, that's impressive. Yeah. So has the program kind of been responsible of like a huge recruitment drive then? Like people are keen to learn because you guys have this clear pathway. Is that, is that what the selling point is? I think it's they're keen to learn because of the pathway and it makes it easy for us to bring them in and to manage it before hmm. um, folks may not have gotten the attention or be able to progress at their own pace because we had to teach every single bit of it. This doesn't require it. Mm -hmm. And so they're able to continue to move forward and they're excited about it. Right. I understand. Yeah. It's more of a tailor made kind of tuition program for everyone that's coming in Mm -hmm. to learn at different rates and stuff. I love that because that's one of the biggest selling points, I think for the dojo. Andre, I'm going to blow your head up Mm -hmm. here, mate. Something shocking. Uh, but it's it's available for anyone that has an internet connection is one of the biggest things that we promote. You know, you, you could be on your holidays, lying beside the pool with a cocktail and your practice chanter. You know what I mean? And then get the dojo on your phone and you're practicing away for hours. Uh, so, it, yeah, that's a huge selling point. So, um, Camille, I want to ask how you guys employed this program then with your band then. Um, how has it benefited you guys? Yeah, so we had it, as Andrew said, it was a bit of a similar um, situation to what Andrew, Andrew had. We were just a little bit um, further behind her, so she was the pioneer and trailblazer in this one. But um, we, um, we'd we set it up uh, probably about a year ago. Um, and for us, it was pretty much, we're um, in a big city in Australia, so we did we weren't spoiled for pipe bands. There's about 12 or 13, um, roughly eight of those um, regularly compete in our area. So... Mm-hmm. We've got some pretty good pipers in this area, but um, the issue is just resources. We don't have enough people to teach and we get a lot of interest. So whenever we play a gig or anything like that, we'll get a few people coming up and asking if they could learn. But previously we had maybe one or two people who could, you know, dedicate, you know, time for group lessons or one-to-ones. And it, it, it was either very expensive for people to go to tutors to learn or um, so they'd give up for that reason. Or as any of us know who have taught pipers before or drummers now, um, yeah, the attrition rate is very high. So you might get 10 people in the door and maybe one comes out the other end playing in the band. So for us, it was yeah. a bit of a numbers game where we wanted to try and manage the resources and also avoid burning out our um, leadership as well. So we had our, you know, piping and drumming leadership who <laughs> were getting to the point where they, it's kind of soul destroying too. Like you you teach someone for eight months and then, you know, they have to move away or, you know, they, um, you know, the kids have got bored on that day so they can't do it anymore and you just get this drop off rate. And you think I've just dedicated all of this time to teaching someone which isn't a waste like it's never a waste but it's um yeah it's just very frustrating that then you can't convert them into being a playing member in the band who can help contribute to gigs and things like that so for us it sort of became a a cost time benefit I guess for for our leadership to make sure that we were getting yeah the right um 
time use, like the, the most valuable use of time for our, our leaders. So we still have hands-on instruction with our learners, but as Andrew said, it just means then that you, they can sort of self-pace and, and people mm. who are going to progress faster can progress faster. They're not being held back um, by other learners who might be taking a little bit longer and need a bit more attention in those one-to-one sessions. Um, and they're still getting that social interaction with the band, with the, the leaders as well, but it's not, yeah, it's not as in, intensive in terms of the actual teaching and learning process. And I think a bit more inspiring for the learners too, because they're getting access to much better, you know, quality instruction than we could give. I'm a grade four piper. They're being taught by world champions in, in this context. So they're getting, you know, taught in a really successful way that's been proven before um, in a way that they can self-pace themselves. And at the end of the day, we get a better result because we've got a, a piper who's received better training um, once they come out the other end of it. And drummers now, we've also started a drumming program. So, Oh, I like that. I was about to ask that towards the end there. So <laughs> yeah, there is a drum and tech section on this. So I, I think what's coming through here is my experience with pipe bands is that always your pipe major is normally your best player. And your pipe major is always the guy or girl who's responsible for all the tuition. So they were at practice hours before anybody else. Whenever you land in, the pipe major and all the beginners have been there for two hours. The pipe major's burnt out, doesn't want to play anymore, and wants to throw the pipes in the box and go home. And then you have to play your MSR for the 15th time that night. So <laughs> this is a way for the leadership or the tutors in bands then to kind of pass that torch, I guess, to say, hi, look, there's this program at the dojo. If you follow all these steps, you will get to where you want to go. And I don't have to sit across the table from you for five hours every night. Uh, so is that what we're looking at here, Camille? Is that, is that what you're saying? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, exactly that. And we we often call it um, you get punished. Like, what is it? The reward for good work is more work. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's exactly that. Like, we're still spending more time with them, but it's not. You know, we used to have two separate learner nights where we would, you know, be there for another four hours on top of all working full time and that sort of thing, as opposed oh, to. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I know is nothing to you guys. I know you guys practice multiple nights a week and that sort of thing in your bands over there. But um, yeah, it's a significant additional commitment in, in addition to family and friends and life That's and it. all the rest of it. So it's, it's a huge investment in time, not only by the learner person themselves, but also by the person doing the tuition, you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I guess from growing through this program, Andra, you were saying that all of these new players from, as we say, from pad to drum, from chanter to pipe. Is that the story then really for yourself, Camille, as well? Has that been your experience here? Yeah? Yes, and most of them are brand new. Some have uh, some have previous music experience, which has helped them a little bit because it moves them through some of the music reading a little bit quicker, but mm. they, still have, they still have plenty to learn. But they've, I've found that those who have played instruments before often know how to practice and that uh, that gave them a little bit of an advantage um, we've had a few um, players move through this program in less than six months most wow, quick take about that. a year wow most take a year but that, yeah. that there's been a couple that have been very very um, quick and had we not had this program and allowed them to go at their own pace we would have lost um, lost them completely because they would have been too bored. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. I think like if I could just, uh, cause Reb, you're asking at the beginning, like, mm -hmm. you know, why is a program so important? And you, you, we've all, you've touched on some of the big ones, which is pipe major burnout is a big one. So, Absolutely. You yeah. know, the pipe major is your best player and oftentimes the best teacher, but, uh, who should that, who should your best teacher be teaching? 
right? It's not necessarily yes. pure beginners who aren't even sure they want to do it yet. So uh, can you delegate some of those responsibilities elsewhere, either to other players in your band or perhaps outsource it to the dojo program? Uh, you know, the sky's the limit, but you, you need to have a plan in place of some kind and you need to be able to operate that plan. And then Andra was pointing out something that's really important, which is every learner learns at their own pace, right? Maybe they have different times of year that they can work hard and certain times of year that they're super busy. But I, I always remember, you know, uh, trying to start uh, programs over the years and we've tried it on several occasions. You just get burned out as a teacher, whether you're the pipe major or not. You know, the, you know, Sally for, you know, that's just a placeholder name. That's not referring to anyone, but yeah. So Sally, you know, she's been last seven weeks, she's just showed up totally unprepared and, you know, more or less wasted my time. Right. Mm, uh, yeah. And you can start to feel that frustration and that burnout. But then the other thing could be true as well. Whereas, you know, Timmy, again, another placeholder name there, Timmy has been coming for the last 17 weeks and he's just incredible and he's up on the full pipes and he's playing and he's super cool. And then he quits because, uh, you know, the baseball team practices on the same night as piping. So he's, he's picked baseball. So then you have that huge emotional letdown as well. Uh, if you have a great student that disappears. Um, and so that's where the, the, the program or, or nicknamed the factory comes in, you know, you, you want something where you can establish, uh, you know, let the cream float to the top, so to speak, without becoming so emotionally invested. I think that's another key thing because every learner is going to be different and you can't always predict you can't always predict who your good players are going to be at the end of the day. It's so difficult. And, and but you're forced to do that, right? When you have one person with scarcity of time, oh, you're forced you to kind of pick your favorites, aren't you? But then, but then, you know, not all, not everyone's going to come through. So anyway. Well, I yeah. might just jump in there too. Another benefit that we found in something that we sort of designed ours for was that we're spoiled for choice. So we're very lucky that we've got that, but we have a lot of interest. And what we often find is that people get sort of, you know, a few weeks in or maybe a couple of months in and go, actually, this isn't for me. What we find with the self-paced stuff is that they have to be quite self-motivated from the start. So it actually helps to, I guess, separate the people who would have wasted your time anyway a lot quicker. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah. Because they, yeah, have to have to actually put in the time and effort to, to progress themselves. And if they weren't going to do that to start with, you probably would have been dragging them along for sort of eight or 12 months or even if they made it into the band, they weren't always going to be the most self-motivated people. They'd be the people you have to sort of, you know, really give a kick up the backside to sort yeah. of get to do anything. So uh, I've played with many of those people over the years. I'm sure everyone's nodding their head right now, listening to the show going, yep, I've experienced that. Um, so I know with a factory, right, I'm going to use a factory analogy. I'm going to stick with this. Um, there are points along the way where you have quality control, where you kind of, is that sausage stinking? Or can you eat it? Is there that process in this? I guess you know. Do you like, check in? Can we manufacture something else? Like you know, <laughs> how about like how about like computer chips or uh, okay, uh, te- right. teddy bears or something? Some, anything, but anything but sausage. <laughs> I don't know why I landed on sausage. That's a bit random, isn't it? But yeah, that, but there is quality control involved in factory work, I guess. So is there a moment where you kind of step in and check in with the, the student and go, "Well, how are you getting on?" Is there like landmarks along the way? I don't know. We we actually uh, have an hour every week um, that before our band practice where all the beginners come in and um, we talk together in, for about maybe 10 minutes working on something that's um, 
universal for everyone. Mm -hmm. And then we divide into groups based on the chapter they are in, in the tutor book. And that way I only need a few instructors and that way I've, it's very easy to divide the groups. I just tell them, all right, if you're in chapter one, you're going to work with um, this person today. If you're Mm. in chapter two, you'll go to that, you know, go with that person today. And so then every week they have the opportunity to come in and just check in and say, this is where I am in the book. They all bring the book. They have a, they have a paper copy of the book. They bring the book there, open it up and you just, the instructor can just scan. All right. It looks like most of you are here. Let's start with this. I want to hear, and you can just go around very quickly and check in and see, yes, Hey, you're doing great on this lesson. Go ahead and continue on to the next one. Or that sounds like you have some um, little trouble with this, with this exercise. Let's go over that again and figure out what, why you're having trouble with it and make some corrections before you move forward. So we're checking in as much as every week if uh, the student is interested, but if they're out of town, they can still continue to work on it. I tell them to send me a recording if they like. Um, I've had, those uh, a lot again a lot of military go on deployments or other types of things and yeah. they can still continue to practice and check in every once in a while and maybe they didn't have as much time but it's okay they can still continue to progress at their own pace and jump back in when they're ready see i love that that, that you do have that checkpoint system then and that it's in chapters so then you can really gauge someone's progress by what chapter they're on so does it kind of work like a, I don't know, going like martial arts kind of system? Because you are the dojo after all. Uh, do you get a black belt at the end of this? Like, you know, do you have a grading system where at the end of this program, you will be an accomplished player, be able to duke it out with the rest of them, I suppose? We do not. We go through and we progress. We we work them toward being kilted or a member of the band right. at the end of this. Um, and then they will continue to progress to move uh, through more performance tunes and maybe into competition bands as they're, as they're ready. Yeah, I think the I think the the main goal for a, a beginner program is going to be yeah to get them playing in the band and maybe doing some of the more basic gigs and then yeah from there from there this you know from there all the opportunities uh, present themselves as well. Like if your band's going to the Highland Games, you could get involved in the solos or you know, you could play in the higher grade bands or what have you. Mm. Uh, I, I think the major victory, the thing that I see people struggling with the most is to get them from zero to, you know, as Andrew said, putting on the kilt and being able to perform with the group. That's um, it. Yeah. yeah. So from practice chanter to in the circle, basically, that's what we're looking at here. So uh, I know for bands listening here in the UK, I guess a lot of the bands in the UK right now have their own teaching programs, but I do know a lot of them, not going to mention them, but I do know a lot of them that do kind of lift little ideas here and there. I think your release of Finding Bagpipe Freedom had a huge impact here uh, for a lot of people who were talking about, well, one of the biggest things that I took from it personally was learning how to learn. Um, You know, (laughs) and a lot of people here, especially in the UK, were like, what does that mean, learning how to learn? And then they read it and go, oh, crap, right? This really is quite a bit here that we've never thought about before. Um, have you found that with people engaging with the program? They're like, 
yeah, you know, they hear the titles and go, ah, there can't be much there. But then they look at it and go, whoa, there's so much here. Have you found that? Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry, Andrew. I was going to say, I think um, a lot of um, people when that, like I've been begging on about, I've been a member at the dojo since 2019 and I've been telling the band about it. A few people have joined here and there, but um, when the learners get stuck into it, I think the, the great thing about it is that it gives you a shared language as well. So like when they're talking about things, you know that they're, you know, as Andrew said, some people come to us not knowing how to read music at all, having never played a musical mm-hmm. instrument. So it gives them a really solid foundation that then you can move forward from. You're not com- constantly sort of handicapped by, um, you know, all of these different challenges that people bring to it where they sort of shortcut various steps and things like that to try and move forward. They yeah. move through in this really sort of um, progressive um, step-by-step, really easy to understand way, but it's very, um, yeah, very well thought out to help sort of build on the previous skills so that it, it gives them this really solid foundation in music by the time they actually get through. So they're not just, you know, someone you can rush onto a set of pipes, you know, to march in a parade so that you've got the numbers. Yeah. It, it's someone who you can use as a musician and help to, to cultivate into sort of a competition player or, or someone who's a really valuable asset at gigs in future rather than a liability, which is what some learners can become if they don't learn, you know, their skills and have to go back and relearn them or in some cases don't and you just sort of have to drag them along the whole way. So There you go. Yeah, I once talked to a piper, I'm not going to name them, but they could play the Green Hills and the battle's over, no problem. But you ask them to play anything else outside of the normal road set, forget about it. Uh, so that's where a program like this could kind of rewind the clock a little bit and get some fundamentals in there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And and so you, you can, you know, uh, we would certainly love to have lots of partners that get involved with our specific program that we've developed. But the the principles are universal and doesn't require any of that. And I think you're exactly right on that. So your program you know, uh, you know, one of the quintessential programs that comes to mind for me, because I, w- I spent many years part of the program would be the SFU pipe band and the RMM program. Yes. And one of the things that's so impressive about that is how you, you know, they built the culture of the SFU pipe band into all the different layers of their developmental program. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the secret sauce, right? Nothing is more, you know, I think two things are true first one, nothing is more demoralizing or frustrating than having people earn a position in your band uh, who have just been rushed through the process and can't do the things they need to be able to do, but they also don't share any of the same cultural or, uh, you know, what, what would be the word craft craft related points of view that people in the band share. Right. So mm-hmm. it's important. You have to get that right from the beginning as well. Um, and then I think the, I think the flip side of that would also be true where if, if you can build the, the cultural things and the points of view and the, uh, the, the correct learning attitude from the beginning, right. Even if that means that you don't quite graduate as many people into a kilt, well, now the people who are in a kilt, uh, embody what the band is all about. And, and then like, I think what can happen from there could be exponential growth, you know, where, where it can just grow and grow and sort of compounding interest. That's it. You know, you could accidentally end up with a great band. And, you know, I, I sometimes uh, I sometimes wonder about that. You know, it's like mm. uh, and I think I think some programs, yeah. some programs are definitely at the point where the people who started the program, they probably couldn't make the top band in the program anymore, which there is awesome, yeah. which is awesome. Right. Like, you know, absolutely. Uh, which which uh, would be pretty cool. And I think would be a pretty exciting to see a lot especially, you know, across North America and, and these areas oh, of the world where we don't have a ton of pipe bands 
and a ton of successful programs yet. Yeah, I love the way you said yet. Yeah, so I'm hoping that this would encourage a lot of people to go and check this out. Uh, because as you say, Andrew, you know, I think a lot of bands do have tuition programs here based in the UK. And they do take little bits and pointers, I guess, from what the dojo have. But what you guys are offering here is something truly international. It's available anywhere on the internet and you know you could be listening right now in south africa we had a, a band actually tuning in from uh, sri lanka uh, a couple of weeks ago i never knew there was a band in sri lanka but there you go uh, so <laughs> you can go and access this program anywhere uh, so is there a web address or anything like that for folk to go and check this out yeah. then andrew there is so uh, uh camille and i put together a, a pretty exhaustive pdf what would you call it it's basically a pdf step-by-step guide basically like here's exactly how you could do it uh so if you go to pipersdojo.com slash beginner factory all one word uh, beginner factory uh if you head there uh you can get the pdf for free um and check it out and i think one of the things we are really careful to do in the pdf is explain exactly how to do it whether or not you want to use the dojo materials to do so, you know, like you were saying, Rab, mm. people with existing programs, you might just want to integrate a couple of these ideas. For example, one of the things we do in the PDF, and then there's also a free course that you can get that accompanies it, uh, is we go into quite a lot of depth about how you would actually market your program to bring new people in. Uh, for example, right, we have yeah. like, we have uh, graphics templates, we have, like the exact emails that Camille uses in her program, like we turn them into email templates just for people to use, to send out, to communicate. And I feel like there's more, but I've forgotten uh, all the good stuff that we put <laughs> in there. But yeah, like, so we, you know, it's really just, we just really want to make sure we're sharing that because, you know, it all, it all will contribute to, uh, well, my goal of we want to reach 10,000 new pipers and drummers here. There you go. I love we that. Have, like, yeah. We have six years left or something like that. Seven years left. <laughs> 10,000 new ones. Well, if we can help with that venture, we'll do what we can. But I think, what does it say? A rising sea lifts all boats. There you go. Exactly. So we'll do what we can. Uh, so we'll I include opposite, a, a link in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. I think the opposite's true as well, which as which is when the tide goes out, right? You you see who's swimming naked. Oh, there you go. Right? Yep. Have you heard that one? <laughs> I've heard that one. All right. Yep. oh dear so this is quite an exciting venture and apologies for likening it to a sausage factory so that yeah (laughs) but i I do love that there is ways to check in along the way uh, because that's always something that i've been wary of various different tuition programs and stuff that if you don't learn your fundamentals of point one you can't progress to point two and some people just get stuck at point one and just can't go any further but if you're constantly checking in at the people at point one and saying, well you might need a bit of help here and i'll help you that's what is the design of this process i guess yes. yeah i i think the uh you know just to uh, sorry if i don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole here but i think sometimes we stick them there as well so i think both things can right. be true sometimes you accidentally get someone who's you know got a kilt on who can't do the basics at all mm. right and that's bad but the other thing that's bad that we tend to do is we say like, okay, you know, Frank, you cannot progress any further until you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. H, I, and J, all perfect to my exacting standards. There's just like, you know, you can't get onto the full pipes. You know, you can't, uh, you can't learn another tune unless you've learned this tune fully embellished. So sometimes we stick those players there too. 
right. which is another reason why it's better to have a plan and a program and then let people work their own way through it. And you'll really see that um, everybody learns in a different way. People can be successful in different ways, right? It's like you, some people have sloppy technique in the beginning and it gets really clean in the long run, right? Some people have perfect technique in the beginning, but when they get onto the full bagpipes, they just can't seem to do it for months and months and months, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's different routes to the goal. So, you know, I think one thing about just having a basic plan um, and not being too invested at every single solitary potential checkpoint, that's a, another big one as well. There you go. You know, Solid so advice there. Yeah, I love that. There you go. So, well, I think I am definitely one of those people at the moment where I'm quite okay in the practice chanter. I could play tunes, no problem. But see, once I get that bag under the arm, forget about it. Yeah, you know, it just pff, all goes out the window. Um, so, yeah, I'm quite glad I'm not alone in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll wrap it up at this point, folks. I have to say a huge thank you for taking time to chat with us. This is quite an international chat with folks in the US and, of course, in sunny Australia. Thank you for joining me. Um, so, again, just a reminder for that link is pipersdojo.com forward slash beginner factory. So we will have a link for that in the show notes. So that's the PDF and everything, which gives you instructions on how to engage with the program. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And uh, the rest is pretty self-explanatory. Can we just, uh, before we hang up, can we just reflect hmm. how awesome it is that we can have this conversation like across three entire continents and Andra I and I like Andra and I are 2000 miles apart as well. So, Oh my word. Really? Wow. Yeah, I don't, well, maybe, <laughs> well, pretty close to it anyway. Like yeah. so, uh, that's incredible. You know, uh, back when I, first started the dojo this, this sort of thing was like mm. it would seem ridiculous you could sort of do skype you know sort but of now it's, yeah but now we can uh you know now we can share knowledge from literally all over the world at the speed of light and it's incredible yeah and, it's you know, nuts isn't big it rab show big rab show incredible spreading knowledge all over the world <laughs> you know dojo we're trying to keep up but it's just really cool isn't it i don't know this technology melts my head sometimes like right now i'm in my garage and it's just surrounded with crap everywhere. And I can even see the color of hemp that's sitting on your desk there, Andrew. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But uh, folks, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. If folks are interested, go and check your show notes right now. We've included all the links. And uh, yeah, any questions, you can email us, bigrabshow at gmail.com, and we'll point you in the right direction. Camille, Andra, Andrew. Thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. Yeah, so go and check the link that's in the show notes right now. And honestly, go and have a joke at this. Now, this could be really useful for your own band because we, we do know a lot of bands out there that are involved in tuition and bringing people along and all of that. So if your band doesn't have a tuition program, that perhaps this is one that could definitely answer a lot of questions or even a lot of issues that may already be ongoing as we discussed there. So, yeah, Beginner Factory. It's an unusual title, and it does remind me of a sausage factory somewhat. <laughs> but definitely an interesting venture. And I think, that yeah, a lot of people could, yeah, see advantages from this program for sure. So, yeah, shout out to Camille, Andrew, and Andra for joining us on the podcast this week. Really appreciate them taking the time. And, uh, yeah, if we've spoke about anything of benefit on this week's podcast or any other previous episode, as always, you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That address again. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Yes. 
Right, well, this weekend we're heading to the Ards and North Down Championships. Yes, indeed. So looking forward to that in Sonny Newton Ards. Now, as always, we will be filming for upload and we will be live for the March past and all of that kind of the prize giving, all that stuff. All right, so business as usual, I guess, this weekend. Uh, so other than that, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, as always... If you would like to help support our show, you can go and check us out on Patreon, where you can get your hands on loads of extra stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not going to start listing all the extras because there is a lot, but let's just say at the end of this week's podcast, you might get a little tiny clip of the latest episode of Rab Show Plus. That's all I'm going to say. But if you want to hear the full episode of Rab Show Plus, then you're going to have to go to Patreon. <laughs> I know, it's cruel. But yeah, if you do want to hear what Rab Show Plus is all about, then stay tuned. And um, yeah, you'll get a little sneak peek of what Rab Show Plus is. There you go. All right. That's me. Thank you, everyone there at the dojo, for taking time to chat with us. That is honestly quite a fantastic initiative. And we would encourage a lot of people to get involved with it. And uh, kind of tailor-make it to suit your- yourselves, you know. And honestly, we do think it will pay dividends for sure. All right, folks, we will see you all in Newtonards this weekend. And next week, we're going to be warming up for everything at the Scottish Championships. Um, I I can't tell you just how exciting this all is, man. Uh, So, yeah, the draw for the Scottish, as we mentioned, is already up there. Anyway, enough. I'm out the door. (laughs) We will see you all next week. Thank you all. And we'll see you uh, for even more bagpiping shenanigans, as always. (laughs) All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So, until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. Ten ought to do it, don't you think? You think we need one more? You think we need one more? All right, we'll get one more. Hello there, Patreon. Hi, how you all doing? It's time for an episode of Rab Show Plus. It's been a while. <laughs> To say the very least, yeah, it's been a long time since we've done an episode of Rab Show Plus, but hi, it's awesome to be able to sit and have a chat with you guys. Uh, So yeah, if you're hearing my voice right now, then you are supporting us on Patreon. You've clicked on that support button, and uh, yeah, you are part of the Patreon faithful. So shout out to you guys, you're all awesome. Indeed, and we've got quite a bit to get into in this episode of Rab Show Plus. Now, normally with episodes of Rab Show Plus, we like to kind of lift the curtain on what's going on behind the scenes here at the Rab Show team and what we have 
yeah, what we have going on right now. And we've got quite a bit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. The work over this last...